Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. What a great welcome. What a great applause. Thank you, everybody listening out there around the uh, the world and uh, joining us. My name is Scott Strandy. I'm your host, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, is joining me from his palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. So without further ado, let's uh, let's bring in my co-host and just see how he's doing tonight. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly doing well. I have my butler <laughs> holding my phone up to my mouth and my uh, valet hitting any buttons that need to be hit. Yeah, please. And, and you know what? I did see that tree in your backyard this weekend, so I can attest, folks, it's beautiful, it's green, it's palatial. Let's leave it at it's that. It's not mine. <laughs> I love it. Folks, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, where we talk NCAA college hockey in the uh, desert southwest. A lot of great things happening. We had a great guest schedule tonight. I'm going to say it right up front. We did a lot of promotion for it. We were excited about it. We got a uh, a message from the uh, Sports Information Director, Mitch Terrell, over at ASU, telling us that our guest, Dom Garcia, a little bit under the weather, lost his voice and uh, was not able to come on tonight. So we apologize in advance for that. And uh, we're going to roll with it tonight because Paul and I know how to talk. And what we're going to do is something really fun, I think, I hope anyway. We're going to play a little old school uh, radio, call-in radio on the podcast. So if you're listening to us tonight and you have something to say to Paul and I, yeah, there's a, a couple of buttons, a number three call-in and a number four call-in that you'll see on the app. All we ask you to do is hit one of those buttons and our uh, great executive producer will bring you on and you can ask a question to Paul and I and we'll do our best to uh, not tell you anything factual. <laughs> yeah, we're good at that. But by the way, you need headphones. If you're actually uh, going to take Scott up on his offer, you need headphones uh, in order to uh, have the app work properly. So, uh, yeah, that is correct. So, that. And keep in mind, the headphones can be anything that you use on your phone. So it can be uh, earbuds or iBuds or whatever the iPods, whatever they call them uh, these days, or it can be just your connection that you would use on your phone. It's just something that plugs into your phone and that allows you to, to interact with us. So, okay, Paul, where do we start from here? It's NCAA hockey. You and I complained, right. if you will, in March when we hit the pandemic, we said, what are we going to do all summer? Well, guess what, Paul? It's June right now, <laughs> a little past mid-June, and we've been solid busy to the point where you and I haven't even had a chance to, to run our mouths uh, at all, so well, let's that's start. why we keep getting more listeners because we're not <laughs> running our mouths. All right, so you and I about a year ago used to do this show, and it was just you and I, and everybody got to see our faces as we did it on Skype. And we've evolved. 
we've uh, mm. we've brought things full circle to where we're now a podcast. We've taken the video part out, so nobody has to look at us. Uh, also, another reason why <laughs> they probably increased the amount of people listening. <laughs> Seriously, folks, the real reason was it took a long time to produce a show uh, through Skype and, and get it up online and make it look the way we wanted it to. And the podcast was the way to go. Our friends at Podbean gave us a uh, platform where we could go live. We love it. We love talking hockey with you guys. So if you got questions for us, like I said, feel free to, uh, to press the call-in button. We'll get you on, and we'll talk hockey from wherever you're at. And we know we have listeners from all over the world uh, and all over Canada. I had one the other night from India. So um, we've got them from all over. But, Paul, let's uh, let's kind of just recap the hockey season because I don't think we've done that quite enough. We know what happened with COVID, right? It, it struck us right. right as teams were getting ready to play their conference tournaments. And I just want to talk a little bit about that and get your feeling because, it, you know, out in New York, you're uh, – you were in the epicenter of it, right, uh, when COVID struck. Yeah. I mean, it was awful. And uh, you went through it yourself, uh, even though the test said it was negative. The antibodies say it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I'm still trying to figure that out. So, <laughs> Well, I think I know you well enough. And uh, for three weeks, you were not the Paul Ornstein that I know. So uh, I think I'm going to be the medical doctor and say, hey, you had it and you survived it, if we can say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, that's what I tend to think myself, uh, the, you know, the, the actual test and I'm not a doctor and I don't want to, and I don't want to make it sound like, uh, I have a medical degree and I'm not a scientist, but in, in a layman's vernacular, a, a, a swab test, uh, for something like this can't be as accurate to me as a blood test. But that's just me. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. At the same time, if they swab the inside of your mouth, they can, you know, they can figure out your DNA. Now, I don't know, you know, they've been doing that for a long time. But what what the heck do I know? I'm just well, uh, considering the, the newness and, and, and everything else, uh, you know, because there obviously is no background for this disease. You know, this was also at the beginning. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. I have no idea that Um, you were at the very, very beginning um, when people started talking about. I don't even know if if hockey had officially ended at that point when you were going well under the weather. So yeah, so so anyway, what we've done is come full circle. Everything on the East Coast started ending very quickly. Now out here in in Arizona, as I'm sure everybody knows, we're suffering through the pandemic spike. If you will, it's hitting us really, really hard. Um, another record high in cases today of over 3,500. And I say that in relative terms because to you guys in New York City, uh, 3,500 was a drop in the bucket. But uh, yeah, well. out here, it's uh, it's crazy. And one thing, I don't know if, if people that follow me on Twitter, if they've seen, every now and then I like to throw a little context into the hockey world. And, and, and I look at the lives like this, Paul. I say – you know, the other day we lost, I don't know, 40-some people in Arizona. And I said, imagine if you woke up in the morning and somebody told you that you just lost two hockey teams. Um, yeah. What would the reaction be? Uh, whether it was a bus crash, whether it was an airplane crash, whether it was a pandemic illness. But if you just lost two hockey teams, it the world would be upside down. Well, all 40-some people that died that day, uh, have families, they have friends, they yeah, have sure. loved ones. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, we don't want to downplay that by any stretch, but we're here to talk hockey. Uh, and like I was asking you when I started this roundabout way was, what were your thoughts, if you can remember back to when, uh, I think it was Hockey East that just started, yep, we're done. <laughs> what were you yeah, thinking? that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, I was stunned like everybody else. I mean, you know, I mean, we probably could do an hour on politics, but I don't really think that's what we do. Um, it's just, you know, there was, it was all or nothing. It was there one day, gone the next, and uh, not just metaphorically. And, you know, we're, we're all kind of, We were all thrown for a loop by it. Uh, by the way, uh, because I didn't get a chance to say it, Dom, I hope you're uh, feeling better, and hopefully uh, you'll get to talk to us soon. Uh, you know, better safe than sorry if you're not up. So, uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, next week or within the next couple of weeks we'll get a chance to talk to you. Uh, it's only right we talked to your tag team partner last night on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, Steam passionate. <laughs> and, I like that uh, tag team partner part because that was the uh, the uh, penalty killing duo for a couple of years yeah. at Arizona State University. Or, or you know a, bi a big cog in it anyway. Two years of back to back top ten finishes, um, nothing to sneeze at. And look at the records; it's not a coincidence, right? You look at the two years before that, ASU was in the bottom. I don't know, 15% in the country in penalty killing. In the last two years, they were in the top 10. It's not a coincidence. It's not. No. You know, and those guys were a big part of it. So, I, I, Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead and finish. I'm so, you know, when, you know, when we talk about uh, things for the next season, you know, who who's going to step up and take that role uh, or be that fourth penalty killer? I have a pretty good idea who three of them are in Dom and and uh, I, I would guess Jordan Sandu and PJ Morocco might get some penalty killing time as forwards. Uh, I, I don't not sure who the fourth guy would be at this point, but uh, someone will have to step up and take that role. And you know, and this could be a big big year for the team. So. You know, that's what we're hoping for, and you know that makes it better for everybody, and we go from there. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. And getting back to when things started dropping off, you know, obviously we cover hockey in the desert southwest, so we look at ASU and we go, "Oh man, they had a shot at another potential um, bid into the national tournament. Yeah. What would they have done?" We looked at the, at that and all the things, but. Let's, let's focus just a little bit on the teams that were at the top, if you can remember, the North Dakotas, the uh, you know teams like that that were pursuing a national championship. Can you kind of put yourself in, in their skates, if you will, Paul, and go like, what happens to those guys that, that really were favorites, uh, maybe a number one, number two, number three, top four well, seed maybe? Here's, here's, the, here's the way I look at it. Uh, when you go back and take a look at the pairwise, I mean, we all know what North Dakota is and what they have been, and this was probably their best team in 10 years. I know they 
They they won a national championship about four or five years ago, but this is probably this team was probably better than that. Uh, Cornell uh, was having an off the charts season. You know, they had only had two losses in in twenty nine games. You know, they were. I mean, we we saw them a couple of times in the last couple of years, uh, and you know they are always a threat. Duluth was going for a third straight national championship. Uh, Denver was looking to get their sixth national championship. Boston College had returned to the top 10. Uh, UMass, even though they lost Cal uh, McCarr, people thought they would slow down, and they did not. They were in the top 10. Uh, Clarkson, always a threat in any individual game. Penn State with a lot of firepower and a threat to win any game. Uh, I, I think the team that it might have crushed the most uh, outside of, you know, us being uh, ASU-centric, I think the team that lost the most, Scott, is Minnesota State. Uh, here's a team that in – 38 games, had 31 wins and five losses, and has never won an NCAA tournament game. And I don't see how in any way, shape, or form, based on what they had coming back and and, and based on how things probably would have broke down in, in a bracket, that they wouldn't have been head and shoulders over anybody that they had played in the first round. And I don't see of too many ways where they wouldn't have finally gotten that monkey off of their backs. Uh, you're a little bit more familiar with the program uh, than I am long term. Uh, you know, I have watched it a little more closely over the last three or four years as you know, social media reaches out and you meet and, and, and become at least uh, Twitter friends and online friends with people in different areas. And I really do think if you sat down and, and, and really put it on paper, I think that's the team that not only were they a legitimate threat to win a national championship, but they're dying up there to win that first NCAA tournament game. And I don't think there's any question that this would have been that year. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, Mike Hastings up there is a, is a friend of mine that I've known for Oh, goodness, 30 years. I knew him when he was back at the uh, University of Minnesota, Crookston, uh, for all my Minnesota friends out there. And uh, what a great man, what a great coach, what a great job he's done. But you're, you're right. His team hasn't been able to accomplish uh, what they wanted to in the, uh, in the national tournament. And I'm sure that was a big thing for them this year. And, and that was a hard, a hard thing to swallow. Um, I just got a text yeah. from, from Mitch Terrell telling me that we might have Jacob Wilson joining us here shortly. So let's oh, take nice. a quick break, Paul, and see if, uh, if right. we can connect with Jacob and, and bring him on, and, uh, and we'll talk to a captain. So we'll be right, All right back. All right. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? 
I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, welcome back in, folks. Scott Strandy joining you here on College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, uh, Paul Hornstein, is uh, joining me from his palatial estate on Long Island, New York. And it is our pleasure tonight to introduce uh, the captain as our guest tonight from the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils, Jacob Wilson. Jacob, it's Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, I know it's a late-minute thing. We've been trying to get the captains on as much as we can. We were going to have Dom tonight, and I understand he's a little under the weather. So thank you for jumping in so late. But first of all, congratulations on uh, on a great honor. I know it's something uh, that you work very hard for to be a captain of this team. And just tell us your thoughts when that decision was made. Uh, yeah, it's very humbling, you know, for uh, obviously the coaches and my teammates to look up to me as somebody that's ready to lead this team. It means a lot. And you know, I'm looking forward to getting things started down here. Okay, so when you say getting things started, let's talk, uh, Jacob, a little bit about how things ended. Uh, nobody wanted the season to end that way. Nobody anywhere in the world, but it did. And you guys were put through a, a strenuous uh, past four months or so wondering uh, just what's going to happen like everybody else. But how have you dealt with it personally, and how have you dealt with your teammates about it? Uh well, you know, there's obviously there's new news every single day and you could read all the posts about everything. So the main way that we're trying to deal with it is whatever we hear from our school president or from our coach. That's what that's what we do. So and that's what we believe. And we're just taking it one day at a time with uh, whatever information is given to us. And we just got to be patient with things right now. Uh, Jacob, have you had a chance to get on the ice yet? Uh I I have actually yes. Uh, how did that feel after being off for so long? For so long, <laughs> it felt very good. You don't really, uh, <laughs> you know, taking. I think it was about two months off. You really, you really do miss it, and you almost forget how to skate for a little bit when you get back out there. But it was it was fun. When uh, you walked out onto the ice, did you stop and take a breath before you actually took that last step and got up on the ice? <laughs> Uh, I honestly, it was just routine. You know, you get in there, you put your equipment on, grab the waters and the pucks, and you just go right onto the ice. It was just kind of right, right back into the routine. Jacob, how are the, the, oh, go ahead, Paul, finish it up. I was just going to ask how, how the, have the rest of the workouts been going? Good. You know, you, you kind of have to make do with, with what you got. So, I mean, you're getting used to these at home workouts and, I mean, that's all you really can do right now. So, but have you had good. to use any? I'm sorry. Have you had to use anything weird, like <laughs> to, like 20 pounds of sugar packs and, <laughs> and things like that in order to get any of these done? Uh, no, no. Luckily, we have a, a barbell <laughs> and some weights here. But we, I did. I filled up a backpack with like some gallon jugs of water. <laughs> all right, Jacob. I've heard some rumors that that Leanne Blinn was thinking about maybe putting you and the other three captains together and having you pull like a 747 out at uh, Williams Gateway or something like that. 
Any truth to that? <laughs> Leanne's got a mind of her own, and she's a bit crazy, so I don't think I'll be doing that. <laughs> okay, so so let's talk about you know we the, the way the season ended last year. We knew you guys were on a roll. We knew that, that there was a great possibility that you'd get into a national tournament. Last year, the year before when the national tournament played, you had an unfortunate incident the very last game of the season, and you had to miss that tournament game. And I, I know, I, I think I know you well enough to know that was gut wrenching for you. How have you put all that behind you and, and moved forward? Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It happened. I paid the consequences, and now it's pretty – I mean, just got to move forward with it. So when you say moving forward, we look at the roster that coaches put together right now, and, and Paul and I are amazed at it every time we look at it. We go like, where in the world are you going to fit all these pieces? But that's a nice problem to have, and I'm certain as a captain, you're thrilled to see the number of players and the number of talented players filling that roster, aren't you? Yeah. No, I think it, it uh, raises the level of compete for each player to, to make that lineup. And, you know, as you said, it's a good problem to have. And, you know, every guy in that locker room is going to compete for a spot, and we're looking forward to it come uh, August and September. I assume you guys have, have, have had that conversation uh, even uh, whether or not you've had it with the with the newcomers or not, uh, the fact that you know, you know if you take a day off from practice, you might not get back in the lineup, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, every, our motto kind of coming in is everyone's got to earn your spot. Come come that game one. So basically, I mean, each practice is kind of like a tryout, and that's the way you need to approach it. Jacob, you're kind of in a unique spot right now because coach said after the the COVID ended the season that uh, he expects your team to be better every single year. He expects you guys to win a national championship sooner than later. You're a captain on this team and he's already made a bold statement that said, as soon as uh, this team or the next team wins a national championship, you're going to include the guys um, from this past year, the senior class that didn't get their shot. Just your thoughts on that. Can you reflect a little bit on his comments? Right. I mean, you look back, these we kind of call them the founding fathers. They were here from the very beginning. You know, they went through trial and error, losing games, seasons. It was, it was very tough, and I know they went through a lot. So they they busted their uh, their necks, and they put in all the work they could. And for them to get the team and the culture to where it is now, is it, that's an achievement alone, and it's amazing. So moving forward, we're looking to just keep building on it and and – you know, like we said, won a national championship. Uh, Jacob, you uh, have, uh, you know, Brinson is gone. Uh, Jacob and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Jack Judson and, and, and Semek have played together most of last year. Um, you're probably going to be playing with, uh, with, with Josh Maniscalco this year. Uh, have you guys talked a little bit about uh, how you want to work that pairing, if that's how it ends up being? <laughs> no, no. Like I said, we just you were fighting for a spot, so it's kind of, you know, we'll see going into training camp how we're all feeling and what pieces fit where. So, I mean, that's all we really can. I think I could switch sticks and play lefty, and I think I'll still be all right, just glassing <laughs> out. <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> so so jacob you came you know when we talk about last year not only the way it ended was very weird but it started different for you guys right you started way early you took that exhibition trip to 
to China. You made trips across the country. You went to Alaska, all the different things. Can you recap last year for us, uh, just in a nutshell, as what it was like to be a hockey player that played that long and went that many different places? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing, and it makes you, you're, you're very grateful for the opportunity to do that. To be, a, to be able to go across seas to China and see a whole other culture and world is, you know, you never imagined doing that. And to play hockey on top of that it, with some of your best friends, it's, those are some memories that we will never forget. And then just add to add to it the opportunity to travel across the U.S. to Alaska and all the way to the East Coast and, you know, see these towns and play these great teams. It's, we're very fortunate and grateful to be able to do this, especially, like, as a team with some of the best friends. Like I said, like, we'll never forget this. Um, we spoke to uh, Steen Pashnik last night, and he said you guys uh... – in the previous year, uh, not this past season, but the season uh, before, that you guys were as close, they were the closest team he'd ever played on. Um, Would you categorize either last year or this year as the same thing? Yes. No, I agree. I mean, I think when you throw in a a trip across seas in in August, you you guys are going to form a bond pretty quickly. So, And then, like I said, too, with those – those guys, our seniors that are graduating, they've formed a bond, you know, since their freshman year going through trial and error with this thing. So I think it's pretty special for them to keep that culture and camaraderie around. As you uh, go into your senior year, what would you say is the one thing that you've improved at the most from when you started as a freshman till now? Um, um, I'd say <laughs> – Probably learning how to get yelled at by Greg Powers. You get a little scared, but nowadays you're like, all right, all right, I got it. <laughs> let, let me put a little I, perspective. I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> uh, let, let, me, let me take that one, Paul, because uh, there was a time this season when I'm down there every Tuesday for media day, and, and Coach Powers couldn't make it. And, and I asked Mitch, I said, uh, uh, any chance I can get somebody to step in for Coach Powers? And guess who he brought me? He brought me Jacob Wilson. And we joked about it. We said, you're filling in for Coach today. And he played Coach perfectly. He gave me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacob, thank, thank you for that. As we, as we talk, uh, you know, in the off season now, we can talk about your, your upcoming season in a minute. But uh, I want you to reflect a little bit about growing up Baldwin, Missouri, correct? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about growing up there and tell us what it was like to, to learn to play hockey there. And when you started, did you ever think you're going to end up in Tempe, Arizona, playing your home games at Oceanside Ice Arena? <laughs> I'll tell you, that thought never crossed my mind until about my last year <laughs> juniors. But, uh, no, growing up in Vaughn was it was awesome. Very grateful and fortunate. My family comes from a hockey background, so my dad got me on skates when I was younger and kind of took off from there. I know we were uh, that 97 group from St. Louis. We had a couple great players, and, you know, we had help. We had coaches like Jordan James, Keith Kachuk, Jeff Brown, my dad included, that uh, they taught us a lot. So to be able to grow up in that environment with such great role models is uh, very fortunate and very thankful for that. And then, yeah, I mean, growing up, like I never, you know, you didn't hear about hockey in AZ. And then, you know, my first year of juniors, I I talked to Powers about it, and I just couldn't get the idea out of my head. 
And then I, I finally made my decision. This is the spot I want to be. Well, uh, besides having uh, Keith Kachuk as, as a coach uh, playing youth hockey, uh, can we assume that you were a Blues fan anyway? <laughs> yes, yes, I was a Blues fan. So last. So what was, was last fun. year? Though? <laughs> yeah, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a blast. You know, they had the parade downtown, so. Yeah, you know, all the guys, we were waking up at like 6 in the morning so we can get down there in time and find a spot. We actually had uh, some neighbor friends of ours. They camped out all night <laughs> right on the road. Really? There where the parade, yeah, so we had a great spot, and, you know, the parade went most of the day into the early afternoon, and it was just it was very enjoyable. All right, Jacob, Paul let me into this one. So uh, I don't know if you know or not, but I grew up in northern Minnesota and went to Minnesota Duluth back in the uh, – early 80s <laughs> and, and when I was leaving there um, one of the guys that was in our athletic dorm was a guy named Brett Hall oh, and uh, and Brett I know gave you guys a little Gloria at the, <laughs> at the show <laughs> so tell us a little bit about just how exciting it was to, to see those guys and the euphoric for not only the team itself that won but you as a as a younger fan and then guys like that that had been around and and nurtured this team a little bit it had to be kind of fun, huh? Yeah, no, I can. It was very rewarding for those guys. I mean, the time and the effort they put in through all those years, and then sticking around and like helping out with youth hockey in St. Louis, and then that team last year working so hard for for them to get there and for us fans to see it. It's uh, you know, it was pretty special. Let me follow did, that up. Did you get to go oh, to any of the games? Uh, unfortunately, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. I get it. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me follow that one up, uh, Jacob, with th that's professional hockey at its at the ultimate level. And you have a couple of teammates now, Joey Decord last year, uh, Brinson this year, Steen just signed his contract. Um, what's going through your head as a senior at Arizona State University and a captain? Um, you, you're obviously thinking, hopefully there's some hockey after this, right, for you? <laughs> Yeah, obviously that's always a, a thought in my head. Right now, the only thing I'm worried about is getting my homework turned in on time and <laughs> showing up to the rink. So, I mean, there's there's not much to it. You got to take it one day at a time. Okay, um, I have to follow that one up real quickly. What what's the biggest yell from Coach Powers on the ice stuff or the homework stuff? <laughs> <laughs> It definitely be on the ice stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, he definitely he definitely cares about the homework too. I know he oh, does because he yes, wants he that GPA and the team up there, doesn't he? Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question, Jacob. Because just because uh, in, in trying to get some prep work done, uh, do you ever talk trash to Johnny Walker about beating him in juniors? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't hear you. You kind of got it mixed up here. <laughs> Johnny oh, beat, well, I'm Johnny sorry. Beat they beat me. you guys? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no. So, we're, we've, we've settled that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, were, we were over that our freshman year, so it's it's all jokes just, now. All right. I, I screwed it up. That would be the, won't be the first mistake I've ever made and won't be the last. <laughs> no, no. All right. So, so last night, Jacob Steiner told us that uh, when he got to uh, the camp for um, – San Jose last year, they told him, uh, Paul asked him, what did they tell you you needed to work on? And he said, well, I don't have Johnny Walker hands. How about you? You have Johnny Walker hands? <laughs> nope, and I don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I want to. What are you in. still? Go ahead, Paul. Uh, uh, you just, what? Uh, what? What? Uh, what aspect of your game are 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 you working on the most at this point? Uh, is it just refinements, or when you sit there and you look at yourself on tape and you look at all of the things and the way you've progressed over the last three years? What's uh, the the one thing that uh, you you tried to focus on to make even better? Uh, one thing, you know, at Oceanside with the, the ceilings being so low, one thing I want to work on is learn how to flip the puck out of the zone without it hitting the ceiling. So that's, <laughs> that's one thing I need to focus on. But no, I mean, like you said, you know, just trying to get better every day, never being content. I think, uh, you know, just playing simple and playing hard. You know, glass and out's never the wrong play. Jacob, you know, your defensive role and you're, and you're shooting the puck from the blue line, and I want to ask you about, I'm sure you've done this more times that I haven't seen, but I saw one practice when you guys uh, had been struggling getting getting pucks from the blue line to the net. Maybe you remember this practice. Maybe you've done it several times. But Coach Field set up a bunch of tires all over the ice, and I heard him screaming from the press, when I was in the press box. Anyway, I heard him screaming, don't look at the man, look at the opening between the man. You, do you remember that? That practice, or maybe you've done it before. We've we've done it before, yes. <laughs> and and I watched you guys, and all of a sudden, wow, puck started going through areas that I didn't think was possible. Talk about the development and what how much Coach Field and Coach Hicks means to you guys and your development as hockey players. Yeah, no, Fields, he's been great. He's uh, you know, he, he gives us a lot of his time, obviously, and he's helping us with video, and that's one thing that uh, Fields and Hicksy both have helped the defensemen out is with uh, getting shots through, you know, their, their big thing is, uh, you know, pound it slap shot whenever you have time and then quick wrister whenever you're under pressure. But I think they've, they've both done a great job at, at helping us after practice, you know, practice that movement all with our head up too. Yeah. You know, when I watched that, I was, I was really uh, impressed by that. And then, this year, you guys had a volunteer coach uh, that worked with the goaltenders, and and I just want to know this one on a lighthearted note: How many did you get past that uh, that big professional goalie we call him, <laughs> Eddie? Eddie's the man. Yes, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie's awesome. He is the man. Uh, we all love him in the room. Coach Powers told me that if you guys had been able to play that little warm-up scrimmage, uh, alumni scrimmage, that that he didn't know if he was going to allow him to stay in net too long because he said that practice, he was Swiss cheese. Is that true? <laughs> and, uh, it, it was fun. I definitely got my confidence up. <laughs> now, I, I think any time that uh, – and, and Jacob has already corrected me being, being wrong once, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, any time you get a chance to shoot against a guy that was a professional goalie, you want to beat that guy even more than normal, right? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, those are the best guys in the world. So when you score on them, it, it kind of gives you a, a boost of confidence. Jacob, we, we mentioned a little bit about the guys that have gone on to the, the pro ranks, and I'm sure you still keep in touch with with Dax and, and now Brinson moving on and Steiner. And, and how has that helped recruiting at Arizona State? I know you don't need much help because the weather, um, you know, Coach Powers, the job they do uh, – the teammates, the, the family, but how important is it? And coach will tell me all the time. He doesn't care if you guys have uh, logos next to your name. He cares about the person and the player that he's recruiting. 
it can't hurt to have guys going on to the next level, can it? No, no. I, I think that's that's great for the organization for you know young kids to see that and see that this is a path to to play pro hockey. And you know those guys have those guys have proven it. So I think it's great for the uh, the organization. Jacob, have you had a chance to talk to any of the uh, the, the guys coming in next year uh, and, and just kind of set them straight, so to speak, uh, uh, about what it's like in a locker room? Uh, you know, we've touched base. I think it's uh, it's a bit tougher over, over you know, phone calls and whatnot to, to set the mood. But I think, right. you know, coming in with all the guys on board, I think they'll, they'll jump on pretty quick. It won't take long. All right, so let me ask you this one, and then we'll let you go here, unless Paul's got another one. But uh, I know you guys have gotten real familiar with the term Zoom technology <laughs> with the COVID, but how much time do you guys spend talking with each other on Zoom, or don't you? Uh, I'd, we maybe once a month. I know we have meetings here and there with, uh, you know, all the coaches and everything. But, you know, mainly guys are playing Xbox and staying in touch that way. And then, you know, you got your social media, so – we do we do the best we can with staying in touch. I think everybody's just looking forward to you know getting back down here, seeing each other in person. All right, one last question, at least from me, and I, and I like to ask this question because it's it's always interesting to hear uh, what a player thinks. Uh, for you personally, what's been your favorite moment on the ice you know, over the last three years on the ice? Favorite moment on the ice past three yeah. years. Um, that's a tough one, you know. You can pick two or three. Um, I think um, I, I, over in China, you know, that's hard. That was a lot okay. of fun. That, that's that's hard to beat. But uh, right. when we beat uh, Mankato in a shootout, I think that was my – Freshman or sophomore year, that was uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, they were one of the top top five teams in the country at that time. So for us to do that was pretty special. All right, very good. I'm gonna let you go with uh, like I always do with our uh, our guests. I want you to tell the Sun Devil fans if you can speak to them right now, the nine four two crew, the season ticket holders, what can they expect from the uh, the 2020 2021 um, Arizona State Sun Devils from the captain. Uh, well, you can expect, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of guys are going to put their work in and you, you won't be disappointed. You come to a game, it'll be fun and it'll be entertaining and there'll be a lot of energy in that building with your guys' help. So we look forward to, to seeing you guys out there and, you know, going on, win, win a national championship. That's what it's about. So we're in this together. Jacob Wilson, thanks so much for joining us on short notice. Uh, give Mitch a little pat on the back for, uh, for putting it together and, and thank you for joining us. Have a great season. I can't wait to get to see you guys on the ice again, and we're expecting something special. As you know, I always put together a, uh, a magic number, so Paul's been waiting for that to come out. Uh, I'm going to bring that out as soon as you guys hit the ice. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, we'll see you when you get to the East Coast, brother. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That's Jacob Wilson from the Arizona State Sun Devils. Captain Jacob Wilson for the 2021 season. Uh, Paul and I are going to take a quick break and then we're going to do something fun. I'm going to ask if there's anybody listening live with us that would like to come on and uh, and say hello to Paul and I and see if uh, 
maybe they have something that we can answer or maybe something they just want to interject. So give us a couple of minutes to, uh, to hear from our sponsors and then we'll come back and see if we've got anybody that uh, wants to do some talking. Paul, you up for that? Sure. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> I knew you would be as we uh, prepare to, uh, to move on. It was great having Jacob uh, with us and uh, you know, hopefully here I'm uh, going to be able to get us rolling and, rocking to some uh, of our sponsors in just a second so here yeah, we go. i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be hearing from the walkers <laughs> at the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit use and if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila then roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you award-winning roger klein's cancion tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day find your bottle be it in arizona or elsewhere in the u.s visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com roger klein's cancion tequila award-winning taste since 2011 Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive, too. Visit mdriveformen.com, and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. All right, Scott Strandy back with you from Scottsdale, Arizona, on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, is also with us. I think he is anyway, unless he's uh, Butler has shooed him away somewhere or, or maybe one of the, uh, the valets have come in and dusted his shoes or something like that. But yeah, um, <laughs> we all can't live that life. We try, but we all can't live that life. But uh, true. <laughs> all right. We want to try something fun. Paul and I are going to go a little old school tonight. We know we have listeners from around the world. Uh, I think we have somebody online right now that I want to, uh, to bring on. And ask us a question because I think this guy's listened to us yammer uh, quite a bit. So, caller, who do we have online? Is he on mute? Uh, I don't know. Uh, do we have a caller hey, online? Scott. Hey, who do we got? Scott and Paul, thanks for having me tonight. This is Doug calling from Minnesota. How are you guys doing? 
Uh, we're, we're doing we're doing wonderful, and and thanks for listening to the show. I know I always see your comments, and we always appreciate them. So, tell us a little bit. You know, I'm a Minnesota native, but I've uh, moved my way to Arizona for the past thirty years. So. I'm kind of removed a little bit, but I know you follow a lot of hockey in Minnesota. Um, what attracted you to uh, our show in Arizona State? Yeah, it's a great question, Scott. Um, I remember coming across it on the Twitter feed, and uh, I was intrigued just because of the uh, three shows and the focus on college. And um, I'm aware of the ASU program here in Minnesota. I know it's become it's popular in the conversation circles in terms of uh, some up higher end high school talent who are looking at you know playing at ASU. Um, definitely attractive uh, destination, great weather, and top notch hockey. You can't beat that. Plus, uh, lots of opportunity for golf. So, you know, just came across it and tuned in um, the a uh, couple weeks ago and. Uh, I think I uh, haven't missed a show since, so it's a great way to spend the evenings here in Minnesota. Love uh, hearing the hockey talk uh, that you guys uh, cover, and, you know, learned a lot, too, since I feel like, you know, I'm most of my familiarities with Midwest or Minnesota, Wisconsin, so it's great to hear what's happening uh, down in uh, the Southwest in Arizona, and glad to hear that uh, college hockey's coming around, so... So you say, Doug, that you've been hearing conversation amongst the the high school circle. Um, just for people that don't know, just give people a quick, brief explanation of. And you would be like uh, ahead of of me, uh, a, a layman's idea of what high school hockey is like in Minnesota. Well, yeah, I can definitely try. It was interesting when you were talking about. Uh, you know, pre-COVID, um, the, this year, the 2020 high school hockey tournament happened kind of the weekend before that, you know, things really came online and events started to uh, be canceled. But, you know, just so people know, the Minnesota High School Hockey Tournament is held at the XL Energy Center um, early March. It's a, uh, there's a single A and double A format based on, you know, enrollment sizes so the Minneapolis Metro and outstate larger school teams playing the double A, it's definitely a uh, kind of a statewide highlight ritual um, holiday. And uh, Friday and Saturday nights typically sell out the XL Energy Center for high school hockey. Uh, so that's a quarterfinals, you know, semifinals, and then the final. So picture 23,000 people in a sold out XL Energy Center. Energy Center with the Minnesota Wild play watching the high school hockey championship. It's a definitely a fun event around here, big ritual, and uh, you know it's it's definitely uh, high school hockey in Minnesota is a uh, what I would say one of the you know biggest sports rivals Texas with football. How's that? That you can't really put it any better than that. Uh, let me ask another question just because uh, is you brought up Texas and, and, and high school football. Um, is there a team, a school, and I hate to put it this way as somebody who's worked in high schools for almost 30 years, is there a school that 
is the no middle ground school. You either love them or hate them. Oh, no doubt. I'll throw out uh, the Edina Hornets. <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? <laughs> well, yeah. well, I'm from, listen, I'm in New York. What do I know? I mean, and it's, uh, they're kind of, you know, let's compare them to the Yankees. Um, yeah. You know, people uh, like to root for the underdog. And, um, you know, Edina, credit, you got to give them where all credit's due. They are an incredible, you know, youth, um, boys, girls, you know, young men, young women's hockey program. And their high school is definitely, you know, they set the bar. So, but I would say that uh, you either love them or you hate them. And uh, I would go... I'm always pulling for who they're playing against, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Doug? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I got two things to throw out. The first one is, did you get that traditional Minnesota snowstorm during the state tournament this year, or were you lucky and, and bypassed it? It was a bypass this year. It was actually Ooh. great weather. On <laughs> Saturday, I think we were in the upper 50s and low 60s, so it was uh, – it was a breeze. It was uh, one of the nicest uh, weather weekends for the Minnesota Boys State High School hockey tournament in a while. Last year, there was a winter storm warning and ice storm. <laughs> and still made it, but uh, was worried about getting home. But it, luckily, it didn't turn out to be so bad. Okay, that that's question one. Question two is, I told you uh, when we were chatting offline a little while ago that uh, I went to UMD, and, and you told me about uh, – Wisconsin Superior. Tell yes. Paul what it's like to, uh, to have the Yellow Jackets, right? The Yellow Jackets from Wisconsin Superior? Yeah, the, the UWS tell, Yellow tell Jackets. Tell him about that. Tell, tell him about hockey in, the, in that great little neck of the woods that we like to call uh, uh, near the Iron Range, but not the Iron Range, the North Shore. Yeah, I mean, you know, UMD was the gold standard. Um, that You know, they still are, obviously. They've you know, national prominence, but UWS, you know, was division three and, um, you know, they're still around. They play some smaller schools, but for a while, you know, they played St. Cloud state, Minnesota, Mankato, uh, you know, or Minnesota state now, Bemidji state. So, you know, they were, they played a lot of those teams, you know, that, uh, moved up to division one status back in the, uh, mid to late, you know, early mid to late eighties. And, uh, they had a nice arena and superior and, uh, spent a lot of great times watching some really fun college hockey, uh, back in the day there was UWS would get some, uh, rostered players from Canada that would, uh, come down and, or, uh, definitely brought the, uh, physicality and, uh, <laughs> it, was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, but then, you know, you could also go over to Duluth and uh, go to the back to the Duluth arena and watch the UMD Bulldogs, you know, Brett Hall played there, um, you know, right. Norm McIver, uh, Bill Watson, you know, so Tommy Curvers, Tommy Curvers. Yeah. I was just George, George Crookshank. <laughs> yeah. These are all guys that I hung out with my friend. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, they were uh, players that I uh, watched and, uh, you know, used to, you know, really, really enjoyed the atmosphere. Lots of hockey up in that area, you know, and traditionally the high school's, Back in the day, Hibbing, Greenway, um, Cloquet were powerhouses. You know, there was uh, some great players and teams that uh, came out of that uh, region. So, it's definitely, and I'm extremely, 
I'm extremely proud of you not saying Duluth East because if there's a hated place in the Northeast, it's Duluth East like you dine in the Twin Cities, I think. <laughs> I would agree. Mike well, Randolph still hanging around. <laughs> so get, is it safe to say that uh, if Scott snuck into your closet and saw your Division One jersey, it would be a Duluth, uh, Minnesota Duluth jersey, just like his? Yes, I, we do have a UMD. I also, you know, I, I was always, back in the WCHA, I was a big Badger hockey fan too. Chris, you know, Chris Chelios, I got to see him win the right. championship when they played in, uh, it was actually in Duluth. Uh, you know, what they had some incredible teams at Wisconsin. Yeah, that is a fact. And uh, when Badger Bob Johnson was coaching, uh, they had some great matchups, not only with UMD and Minnesota, and, but North Dakota as well. And I'm sure you remember all of those. As well, I know Paul wants to ask you a question about a small university in in the Twin Cities area that's just dominated uh, Division Three play to the point where they're having a hard time getting teams right now. So, Paul, take it away and see if Doug's got any uh, insight for you. Well, uh, I I I just you know in doing my reading, um, I know that St. Thomas actually got kicked out of their conference and kicked out of their conference in all sports. And is trying to make the jump up to Division One. Um, you obviously have some some feel for the circles, especially being there. Uh, are there rumors around there about what's going to happen with that? Yeah, I, you know, and it was definitely more from their football program. Uh, they had right. some very lopsided games against uh, smaller, you know, similar size schools. But um, you know, the, there's a lot of optimism. Um, thinking that uh, they're going to be able to uh, make the jump. And, you know, for hockey, I think that would be great. There's a ton of players that uh, would love to play, a, you know, in another Division One school. And, uh, you know, it would be great to have some additional opportunities for the high school kids and juniors from Minnesota and all around the U.S. to play Division One. But, you know, I've heard yeah, the more the merrier. It could happen. Yeah. So, I mean – I. It'll be interesting, though. You know, there's there's a you hear the good, you hear the bad, you hear you know the indifferent. Not sure, you know, what what college sports are going to be like and athletics. You know, this fall and upcoming season right. and that might have an impact too. But yeah, I hope it works out for them. All right, I have one last question. Go ahead, Paul. And before before we uh, we we move on, um, what is the feeling up there about ASU hockey? I've only heard positive things. I mean, like I said, I think people are really excited about uh, the strength of the program. I think uh, there was a pretty high level of recruit from that the evil Edina that went to ASU <laughs> recently. Dem so, Demetri Demetrius yes. Kumanzis. <laughs> yes, so... You know, I, I've heard nothing but uh, positive things. I mean, I would think that uh, there's a lot of interest for the uh, hockey community down here to uh, have a, you know, Division One program that's strong at ASU. And I think there's a lot of players that would love to go down and uh, play for ASU. So excited about it. You know, it's, it's great to see the Division One, you know, schools spreading around and, you know, we need a little more kind of uh, more. geographic, uh, yeah, you know, 
needs to be uh, all over. And with, you know, college hockey around here has been a little up and down since the traditional WCHA split. So it's great to uh, have some new opportunities and I'm glad to hear they're doing all right. All right. Well, podcast listeners, that's proof that you can too get on our show if you listen, uh, I know that our hashtag uh, trivia contest, Pucks on the Pot, has uh, reached Doug. Uh, I know you've got a package. It just went out in the mail today, so congratulations. Uh, we are still waiting for some more uh, stuff to come in, and we know after 30 days you're going to be back on it again trying to win another shot at it because uh, that's what our great listeners do. So, Doug Gross, thank you so much for joining us. I want to give you one minute because we all know we've all seen since Memorial Day what's happened in the Twin Cities and our prayers and thoughts have been with all of you. Just give us a quick synopsis, if you can, in the next minute or so, Doug, about how things are in the Twin Cities. Uh, we, we all saw it on TV. We all know what it's like. But what's it like living there? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, really challenging time here in the Metro. I think a lot of us looked around and uh, had, you know, maybe witnessed things like that that had happened in other cities and, you know, even other uh, countries and to see it happening in, you know, Minneapolis. But it was uh, definitely, a, you know, a wake-up call. I believe uh, things have started to settle in and hopefully uh, there's going to be, a, you know, some positive change here that can come out of, uh, you know, a lot of tragedy. It was uh, definitely an interesting and, uh, you know, just catch your breath for a couple weeks. But you know, I think uh, there are going to be some uh, positive things that come out, you know, in terms of uh, racial equity in uh, the Minneapolis area. And uh, I'm, you know, I like to, you know, think that there will be some, you know, good that can come out, but a lot of recovery to take place. But uh, we're doing okay, I believe. But uh, a lot of work to be done and, uh, you know, more to come, I think, in the near and long term future. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Doug, for joining us. Have a great evening. Stay safe up there. Maybe you'll run into me up there soon, uh, and uh, we'll have a chance to chat in person. But thanks for uh, following us and, and hanging with us. And Paul and I are going to be right back in a minute with uh, a trivia question and uh, his what everybody waits for now, folks, his read of the night. We'll yeah, be right okay. back. All right, Paul. Uh, we have nothing to play on this one because we're playing you. Oh, this great. Time. <laughs> yeah. You there got a trivia question or did, yeah. you throw it, or did you throw it away last night? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't throw it away last night. I. Uh, what do you got? All right. here's to, This is not the one I, I, I was trying to get, but it's <laughs> one I had pre-prepared. Pre and uh, okay. I was trying to come up with one that would relate to Dom Garcia being on, but uh, this gives me another week to kind of research that, so we're good. <laughs> uh, here's today's question. This is a deep dive, folks. Who was the last ASU player to score who was on the club team when they made the jump to, to NCAA? So, so I was so on, the club, on the club team. On the club the team, last, and and he scored player at that the scored NCAA. in a varsity game. Yes. Okay. Who was All the right. last one? All right. So, folks, you want to go to uh, our Twitter account at IceTimeSW. Use the hashtag PucksOnThePod. Answer Paul's question. We'll repeat it one more time yeah. after he goes through his wonderful read that is standing ovation quality. Paul, take it away. 
Yeah, well, I, I think we should repeat the question anyway because uh, uh, I just want to make sure we get it right. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, after ASU made the jump to NCAA status, they still had some club players on the team. Who was the last of those club players to score a goal for the varsity program? Is that clear? That's very clear. And uh, we'll right. put it out on, on Twitter as well after the show. So you'll be able to uh, find it there. For Shame on you for not listening because that's when you, you get all the good stuff. But uh, we'll put it out on Twitter afterwards. Paul, go ahead and fire away that read. That is so phenomenal. All right. College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford. The Arizona Ford Giant voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona by Arizona Business. Presenting sponsor of the new season of Sunday Specials. See our summer truck and SUV deals at bellford.com. By cold beers and cheeseburgers, satisfy your inner foodie with our handcrafted, made-to-order burgers and our long list of the best in craft beers. By Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, call us at one 541 Five five four six, or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com and find out how we can serve your catering needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. Win your summer skates prize pack with the hashtag pucks on the pod. Behind the mask, getting ready to get back on the ice. Order online at BehindTheMask.com or come in and check out our refurbished stores. By College Bar and Grill, stop by for lunch at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. College Bar and Grill by ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop. And for all of your ASU hockey merchandise, now open for limited group skating. By Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila for the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com. By OxyPow, introducing our new line of all-natural hand sanitizers. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By M-Drive, go to M-Drive for Men. Use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off that first order. M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. Small group skating sessions now available. Call for information. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. As we say goodbye for another College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our thanks to uh, the captain, Jacob Wilson from the Arizona State Sun Devils for joining us on the last minute. Appreciate that. Also appreciate Mitch Terrell for uh, digging through and, and finding somebody for us. Uh, thanks, Mitch, for doing all that you do at Arizona State University. And thanks to Doug Gross from Apple Valley, Minnesota, for calling in, one of our uh, steady listeners on the podcast. You can join him as well. Hashtag is going to be Pucks. On the pod. Very simple. One last time, Paul, what is that question for uh, your chance to win a Summer Skates prize pack? Okay, once again, who was the last member of an ASU club team to score in a varsity NCAA regular season game for ASU? 
All right, folks, get to it at IceTimeSW, hashtag pucks on the pod. Roger Klein and the Peacemakers will take us away. Paul, until next week, be safe and uh, enjoy that beautiful palatial estate. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.